uh, this distinction puts him as a first for MLS. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, the union are going to be shorthanded. I mean, everybody's going to lose a couple of players, but the union, I mean, they're losing one, two, three, four, five, six players, five of five, five, four, four definite starters. We're also losing low and Richard Odata. Um, so Baizo got a call up to Cameroon. Uh, Richard Odada got a call up to Kenya. Blake and Lowe got called up to Jamaica, who faced the U.S. on Saturday. Oh, wow. Gajda got called up to Hungary, and Martinez got called up to uh, Venezuela. Nice, nice. So they're not going to be available for the union for the next few weeks. Um, you know, Martinez, Gajdag, they're going to be big losses. Obviously, Blake is a huge loss. Low and Mbizo can be big losses, and Odada is going to be a loss. So, I mean, I, I assume that this means that we're going to see Elliot and Glesnes um, on the back on a uh, in a back line of four. Um, maybe, maybe uh, Brendan Craig has done well enough at the U U twenty World Cup to get a start, but I don't know. Gold Cup starts Saturday. No. Well, they're playing matches going on right now. There's some, you know, pre pre tournament play in matches that have been going on, and then the U.S. start their start their cup run against Jamaica on Saturday. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's going to run. Uh, I think it's four weeks, two weeks, four weeks, something like that. Well, according to the quick Google search I just did while you're talking, uh, it runs until July 16th, but that's with a little. The uh, concise box of information said so it might be more. Yeah, too. that sounds about right, and you know that could be that could be troublesome for the U for the union because um, Jamaica has made it to the finals mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. two or three mm-hmm. cycles. Yeah, and that means that Blake would be playing for him. I mean, he's their starting keeper. He's their captain. Yeah, he will play every minute unless unless something bad happens. And yes, I just knocked on wood. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying if you're an MLS team right now that's going to be playing the Union in the next three weeks, you're really cheering that Jamaica goes yes. all the way. Yes. Hold yes. on. Explain to me how is Qatar or Qatar in the CONCACAF tournament? It's a complicated algorithm, but it's all about the money. They rolled yeah. a big, tr- well, they mean, backed a big truck of money up to somebody's house and said, can I we mean, be part of it? It was a gold plated truck too. They... I, you know, I, I always uh, remember the the old uh, Don Oliver thing about Qatar's bid for the World Cup being simply a piece of paper on which was written in solid gold. Seriously, mate, we have f loads of money. Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but still, yeah. So, there, but there's no rhyme or reason that's been given. It's just this is how we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. This I, I, is I, I, how I, we do it. it. Well, this is one case where, you know, normally I don't endorse some of the, the extra tomfoolery that comes with the CONCACAF tournaments. But in this case, I welcome it. I do hope that, you know, if they did pay a boatload of money to CONCACAF, that some of it went to, uh, you know, the Honduras and the, the you know, the, yeah. the, 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 the lesser, the, t- the teams that need it. You know, I hope that some of that money found its way out of the pockets of the people in charge and down to the, associations and the clubs and the the organizations that that could really benefit from getting more of their people playing it's a beautiful thought it just i'm sure it's not (laughs) happening but yeah but it's worth putting out to the universe because who knows 
I mean, if, you know, Carranza can keep working on his, uh, you know, practicing the secret or doing his Jedi mind tricks, maybe <laughs> enough of us try, try it, hoping that, you know, the World Soccer Federations filter the money down to the people that need it. That would be nice. <laughs> but it is going to be tough to to play without them. Um, you know, I, I haven't looked at the union's four or five week schedule. I'm kind of pulling it up now. I mean, I kind of uh, I know we're j- jumping ahead a little bit here, but I, I'm okay with it for some of it because the union actually have a fairly the, the, the teams are up against haven't been pro- playing particularly well, at least in the first two, and and in some of the others just glancing ahead. I, I kind of like their chances, even if they don't have the full roster. But um, yeah, I, I think you're right, though. E the the teams that are facing the union now have got to be thanking their lucky stars that it's probable that Blake's going to be away with Jamaica. And for the uh, our European players, so uh, Gazdog and I guess just Gazdog. Okay, well, so and then the and then and then the African players too. Um. Yeah, just curious how long um, we're going to be missing these guys. Um, Too long. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely will add. uh, It'll be interesting to see how Curtin adjusts the team lineups. Um, You know, at least Carranza and Ura will be there. So I I wonder if we'll get a chance to see either McGlynn start in the center attacking midfield spot or Torres. Maybe even Sullivan, in all honesty. I mean, Sullivan has played midfield in the past, although he's been used completely as a forward this season. He, he does have a background in his playing midfield. Yeah, I guess we're kind of in this nice little, uh, I don't say sweet spot, but I was just thinking like, yeah, I mean, give it another year or two. I was going to think when you, when you were just talking about McLean, I'm like, yeah, if he keeps playing away, he's going to keep playing. Like, um, you know, we're gonna be losing him then too for like national team call ups and stuff like that. I mean, I know we already do, but for the the U, um, was it U twenties, um, U twenty one? Well, I mean, at that point he'll be he'll be older, and that kind of brings us to a topic that I thought we might want to talk about is uh, you know the transfer window will be opening in July, mm-hmm. and, and you know. With players playing well, I mean, does McGlynn get interest from a European team? I mean, heck, Paxson Aronson got picked up by uh, Red Bull Salzburg last year, and he wasn't, he didn't start nearly as many as McGlynn has. Um, you know, he hasn't, he didn't play nearly as much time as McGlynn has this year. Is, is McGlynn going to be getting snapped up? Um, you know, what other players do? To, I was actually thinking about it the other day, just like, you know, the union have some depth in some positions of need within MLS. Is there a chance that they might make a move within MLS to trade off one of their depth players and pick up a player that, that would boost them in the in another area of the team? Um, you know, then you have the ongoing Kai Wagner saga. Yeah, right. Is he going to stay or is he going to go? Yeah, it's a little bit of uh, Joe Strummer. That goes in the background of is he gonna stay or is he gonna yeah. go, right? Um yeah. Um I mean I have no idea, like even if he wants to stay or wants to go, you know. Um yeah. uh, I mean I I I honestly never never been down to the stadium to talk ask anybody, but I mean like he, this is the last season of his contract. 
Um, this yeah. is the last season of Wagner's contract. So end of the season, he walks. Yeah. So does the union make a serious, serious offer to get extend him? Do they make a final push to to to, to finalize a transfer? I, I mean, I hope they 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 make it happen for him. I think they certainly could. I, I would hope that there's enough interest to, to keep him or to find a, a to send him. You know, I think he wants to go. I think he yeah. wants to leave. Um, he wants to get back to Europe. He wants to try his luck there. And yeah, I mean that's still that still kind of holds. I mean, I know you know, arguably. Um, you know, it's messy coming to MLS, you know, and that's a boost to the league and all that. Um, but I, I still think, you know, Europe is the the gold standard for uh, most uh, soccer players yeah. in the world. It's kind of like this yeah. bittersweet thing, you know, like we have our Kai Wagner's, you know, that are kind of senior players. You got your 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 Aronson boys, your McGlynn's and all these guys who, you know, these young guys who are really showing all this promise and potential and yeah, you kind of want them to go to Europe because I mean it's it's good. It's good for them. It's you know they'll they'll grow as players. They'll get a lot more experience, and you know they'll be better off for it. But, but at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, why can't anyone just stay here? Why can't we all just live together in MLS together forever? Um, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so have to enjoy. Uh, yeah, I just uh, had to look it up. Wagner is twenty six years old. Yeah, he still has. Uh, he's got time. He does. Yeah, he, he does. Can- but no, I mean, I I do think that there's a chance Wagner makes a move in July. I think the union might push to, um, you know, make the transfer, but then get a, a basically loan. get a loan to hold him for the rest of yeah. the season. So I, I would hate to see Wagner leave midseason. You know, uh, I mean, I would imagine Wagner, especially with the, you know, the way the union have been playing now of recent. You know, we're really climbing up the table. You know. You kind of want to see the season out, you know. But yeah, I would wager a cup of coffee if they do a trade, they'll get a, a loan extension for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, you know, so I could see Wagner Wagner making it and getting moved. Um, trying to think of who else was. I mean, the Carranza's been drawing some some attention yeah. as well. Yeah, I can't see necessarily trading away any of our big starters um before the season's over yeah uh, yeah i think er, i think ernst has done enough business that he would probably get the all right we'll, we'll make the transfer but we're going to keep them till till we're done yeah. playing our yeah. season especially with this whole you know team first mentality right where you know you win and you know you live and die as a team yep you know even if we were to get a proverbial messy uh, you know i would i would I got to imagine would really kind of disturb the chemistry of the team in the sense of it takes time to, you know, you get a new player on the team. It takes time to learn their idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it until after the regular season. Yep. Um, but I mean, I'm just thinking through, like, we don't really have a forward to trade off. I mean, Carranza and or are the starters. Um, uh, Sullivan, Donovan, neither of whom are going to really threaten for a starting position. Um, Gage, uh, we really don't have anyone to take his place. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody plays the center attacking forward like him. 
Now, the Shuttler position, we have a little more opportunity there. I mean, Flock, Bedoya, um, McClinn, who else is there? Uh, Perea. Um, on the defensive the defensive midfielder, you got the you got McGlynn, Martinez, uh, uh, Bueno. Uh, there, there's some possibilities. I don't think they're going to move Martinez. I think Martinez is safe. I don't think I don't think there's going to be enough interest for Bedoya. And I think Bedoya is, uh, you know, he's just a solid, solid player that the team really responds well to having on the field. But, um, you know, I could see if there was a decent trade offer for Bueno, he might mm-hmm. go. I could see someone coming in being interested in Flock. What about uh, uh, Torres, too? Yeah, Torres hasn't necessarily lit it up as much as I think that we were hoping for after yeah. the first game. But I really think where the union have depth that might be tradable is on defense. Um, I mean, yes, we're not going to, mm-hmm. if, if, if we don't lock down Wagner long-term, Real's not going anywhere. But the Union did lock down Wagner long-term, then there's a chance they might be willing to part with uh, Real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Mbizo's been getting some interest. So, you know, if he were to go, that would make Harry all the apparent starter for that mm-hmm. right, right outside back. Uh, but in, really, in center defense, I mean, they've got, Elliot, Glessness, Lowe, Harriel, um, Odata, Brandon, Brendan Craig. You know, there's there's some depth there that, mm-hmm. that could benefit from some playtime. So, you know, if somebody came in yeah. and made an offer for Glessness or Elliot or or even yeah. Lowe, um, I think the union would consider it. Yeah. You know, especially if they could pick up a solid, solid striker. You know, somebody up top who could give, who could be a real – Real threat off the bench, or give an occasional start over Carranza, or or a... I guess related to that, and not to go off topic, or you know, make this longer than it needs to be. But like, if you could snap your finger and put, uh, you know, go buy the player with uh, full stars on all stats and drop them in anywhere in the field, like if you were given that ability, or even just to, yeah. Drop in a, a star player anywhere you want to. Like, where would you put them? The obvious answer would be up top. You know, somebody who's just always going to finish. But mm-hmm. you got Carranza and Aura up there. So, you know, if either mm-hmm. of them gets hot, I don't know that I would really be looking for it. For yeah. me, honestly, it'd be more in the midfield, like that shuttler position or or, or a new. I don't really want to lose Gosh Dog, but I mean, like somebody besides. Like in the four four two flock, somebody to replace flock instead of uh you know or or Bedoya, mm-hmm. or in the three five two somebody to 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 replace them. You know, it, it's I think that that would be the person I would look for um, as far as a you know like designated player level, mm-hmm. be a, another forward or a, a, a you know a midfielder. But you know, how about you? Anyone who comes to mind or any any position in particular? Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking, so we're thinking about like who would the union trade away? I'm thinking, well, who would we want to like what who what position would we want to improve? You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like I agree. I think our defense is pretty. We got a we have a deep defense, like you said. We have a lot of uh, I don't say surplus, but we have a lot of depth that we can trade out of and stuff like that. But I can't really think of who would we want to bring in. Um, so. 
I mean, could definitely give it some thought. Think, I don't yeah. know if you know of any particular players, but one thing that Ernst has been doing the last couple of years is he tends to take bring in some players at this time of year um, and, and give them trials with the union to see how things go. Like, you know, this might be Odata's last opportunity to actually start making some, some sort of headway with the union before he gets mm-hmm. sent off somewhere else or moves on. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's players like that on the, on the roster. And I think Ernst has a very particular way he wants to build a team. And I think part of it is to bring players in at this time of year give them a chance to work up with the first team and, and see if they, they start developing into something, you know, uh, whether optimally those are free tra- free transfers, but they're not afraid to drop like a hundred thousand dollars or $50,000 transfer fee to bring somebody in and, and take a look at them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if guy comes in and, you know, hey, they understand that they have some time to develop. It's pretty attractive for a lot of players to try that. No, I I was just going to say, I, I think I said in the last episode that I'm not big on bringing in a star player and just dropping him in and expecting that to make a difference. Um, we all know that that's a little bit foolish, but um, I mean, could they? Yeah, but I do think it's the team um, working together that, you know, obviously you need to be good, but then, so I, I almost don't have an answer to this, except maybe to bring back someone we've traded to Europe like mm, brendan mm. aronson maybe oh that'd be interesting um mm. you know like that'd i mean again this is all for funsies so sure, um, yeah, yeah but um somebody who already maybe doesn't yeah. have a current team dynamic but knows a certain amount about the team dynamic or or you know kenzie or somebody like yeah, that right. yeah. um just to kind of see because they've matured no oh, that's there. a great idea yeah i like that idea so i mean the idea of aronson playing in a shuttler position or a dual dual 10 with gosh dog would be pretty scary in a three five two mm-hmm. uh, that would be pretty awesome martinez behind them wagner out left buys quite out frankly right. they're all looking for new teams right now so yeah right <laughs> so uh so talking about people it. looking for possibly for new teams, just two other contracts I would love to see get settled in this time frame is uh, Jim Curtin, who's out of contract at yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, that's good. And Ernst nice. Tanner, who's out of contract at the end of this year. Oh, really? I didn't realize he was uh, his yep. contract was coming up. Oh, man. yeah. And apparently there have been a couple of MLS teams who have expressed interest in Jim Curtin including you know most most notably or most vocally or, or best known is uh, uh, Chicago sure uh, sure expressed an interest in bringing him in and he played for Chicago that he was the team that drafted him or no Chivas was just, I, I know Jim played spent a bunch of time at, at Chicago yeah um, mm-hmm. and you know that that's something that I think the union should settle on if they can um you know either make it clear to Jim that he's moving up in the, you know, getting an opportunity in Europe or, or get him signed for a longer term deal because uh, he's, he's proven that he's, he's worth keeping. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd, uh, you know, when the day comes when Curtin moves on, um, I, I hope it's to a, a um, you know, a European club. Yeah. For him to move to another MLS team, that'd be too weird. I'd rather That's him, too weird. I'd rather him go to another league if he has to go at all. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Because I don't think about, he's done coaching. 
Like, I think he still wants to coach. Like, if he was interested oh, yeah. in, like, moving to Ernst Tanner's role, mm-hmm. that would be something. But I don't think that's where he wants to go. I think he still wants to be on the field with the teams. I think so, too. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, given, you know, the the foray of American coaches going, you know, abroad to Europe and stuff like that, you know, some had better luck and better results than others. But, uh, I, you know, I think – uh Curtin would be one who would have a pretty good shot, you know, over, I don't know, Europe, something like that. It's um, too bad they didn't take him for USMNT, but, you know. So that's whatever. the other thing, right? Although I have opinions on that, but I don't want to derail this podcast, but yeah. I was disappointed to see they stayed with Burhalter, but that's just me. So not, not because I, of any scandals or any of that nonsense that was going on. Um, yeah. Just because it would have been nice to have a, new coach for 2026 okay now i'm done <laughs> so Curtin actually has said that he was never interviewed for a position with the usmnt but mm. i mean hey pj bj callahan certainly making an argument that you need to come back to take a look at the uh, philly union coaching staff mm-hmm. um you know that might be a possibility i mean if verholter comes in and cal and and jim does get an opportunity to go uh, overseas bring pj callahan back to the union and let him run the team for a couple of seasons that would be pretty awesome yeah i mean any coach who comes in and beats mexico in his first try i'm going to i'm going to hold a uh, high standard <laughs> yeah and not just beat him i mean they beat them and, yeah. and, and they beat them yeah that's that's <laughs> that got ugly fast that was uh that was an exciting game. Yeah, but I would really like the union to settle on what's going on with Ernst and 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 Jim, um, because I really could see Jim moving on. I could see him having uh, a site set for a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he wants to win. I think he wants to win a cup. Wants to win some trophies for the, with the union. But if the right opportunity comes along, I think he would he would take it. Yeah, I think so. Just sitting here talking, I certainly don't know either of these gentlemen, but I could see Jim leaving before Ernst because my thought would be that Ernst might have a little bit more to finish, a little yeah. more work to finish than I could see uh, that Jim. I mean, I, I assume Jim would like to stay until we got the cup, but you know, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but I could also see if it opportunity comes along, he has to take it. Whereas Ernst's position is a little more administrative in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it's there are more openings, but I, I could see him waiting for the right one. Yeah. You know, the very right one. Um, well, maybe Jim will just wait now after the Women's World Cup and then he'll take the women's team's coaching spot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So other than transfers, you know, the, the, I did appreciate that that post that you shared there, Christy, with uh, the the bars being opened in D.C. for 24 hours a day, seven days a week as the what was the title of that uh, emergency bill? Um, was it like the Women's World Cup emergency something or other? Yeah. Stand by. I have to edit this. Um, yeah. But it was, hey, it was good to see D.C. get something right. And, yeah. Uh, as Eric pointed out before the show, it, it makes sense because there's so many international people living in, in D.C. for all the embassies that they're all going to be up watching the games anyway, mm-hmm. playing in uh, Australia and New Zealand, I think, come July yes, and August. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And it's the Women's World Cup Emergency Amendment Act of 2023. Brilliant. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, who's got to vote no on that? Bars right? can remain open 24-7 in Washington, D.C. for the Women's World Cup. 24-7. That's fantastic. That could be interesting. Yeah. We have friends in D.C. It might be a good time to get you know <laughs> what's going on. Hi, guys. Um, anyway, we're going to go to a bar. <laughs> now, sometimes, sometimes, you know, government does get stuff done, right? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. You know, and uh, I, I actually have to start taking a look at the schedule and find out when when the games, the U.S. games, are being played, and um, if there's any other teams I want to be following, and, and you know, might have to schedule some days off. I'm guessing they're not <laughs> conducive to your sleep schedule unless oh, you're super no. early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no, God, no. Yeah, it's got to be rough. The well, life's got to be rough. Uh, but that's what DVRs are for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any other well, topics? Did you have a chance to put any of that stuff together that you were thinking of, E? The trivia stuff? Yeah, I got some trivia stuff. You Do want it. to throw out a handful of them and see if Christy and I can answer any of them? Yeah, well, well I, I kind of went through. I you know, I started from the 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 most obvious one. So um so, so if you ask the question, should uh you know Christy say C and I, I say Paul and whoever is you know says their name first gets to try to answer it and it, then the <laughs> other one gets to, gets to try to steal it or something. Yeah, I think there's a website we can probably use that has like a buzzer on it. Okay, so let's 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 um let's talk Jim Curtin trivia here. Mm-hmm. Um does anybody know where he's originally from? Orland, Pennsylvania, I believe. That is correct. Orland? Orland. PA. Orland, PA. Isn't, isn't that right up? That's Orfield. Oh. Orland's down just outside the city. Okay. I, I uh, thought he was more of a Philly guy. Okay. Got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what year did oh, he God. debut in MLS? What 2000? Year? All right. I'll go. Did we both get guesses? Yeah, or? sure. We'll do prices right rules. Uh, prices right <laughs> For by prices right rules, I should say two thousand one. <laughs> <laughs> Fight you. Yeah. Um it's two thousand one. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I um at least I got it. At least it was Yes you did. Yes you did. Yeah. Um and it was do you know who so he was so he was originally drafted by Chicago. And then he got picked. And then he got moved to Chivas, I believe. Yeah. I don't so remember he, if he ever started for Chicago. Maybe he's only started for Chivas. Uh, he was with Chicago for seven years, so he's what? oh started. okay, all right, yeah, well, never mind. Yeah. So, uh, um, but do you know who you originally his the first team he played against? Oh, so his MLS debut. Who it was against? Ooh, well, I mean, it would be a wild ass guess for me. Yeah. So I'm going to go New England. He was to, playing for. I'm sorry. Who was, was playing for Chicago? He was playing for Chicago first. Um, St. Louis, San Jose, <laughs> so, uh, DC United. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. Um, he holds a distinction for when he was drafted by MLS. He was the first. Uh, this distinction puts him as a first for MLS. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alexi Lawless got picked up by somebody uh, back in '96. I don't know. Uh, he was serious, but I'm not sure this, if he ever this, played him. I do remember Jim twofer. talking about the draft day, and he was actually he was either in class and somebody came in and told him he had gotten drafted, 
or um, he was like, you know, studying in the library and somebody came up to him and told him you're um, you're you're circling you're circling on the answer, Paul. Um, I mean, he was I think he was the first player from Villanova to get drafted. That is correct. First, first, first Wildcat to be drafted by MLS. Yeah. I don't know. Was anybody ever drafted out of Arizona? You say first Wildcat drafted. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's also a speed reference, right? Yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, see what else we got here. Let's go to uh, player awards now for Jim okay. Curran. <laughs> um, oh, boy. This is going to go obscure fast. Um, no? No, it's it's so. I can't read his writing upside down. I yeah. see Christy like trying to look over his shoulder. <laughs> so playing for Chicago, he won some uh, big awards. Do you want to guess which which uh, these aren't? Sorry, these aren't individual players. These are player or awards with he won team. while he's with the team. So what awards did he win with? Let's start with uh, Chicago. What awards as a team? Did they? Uh, did he? Oh, the team. The team, team won the U.S. Yeah. Open Cup twice. Oh, <laughs> nice! Can you name the years he won U.S. Open Cup with Chicago? I'm guessing a little bit because I think it was 2003 and 2006, but I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Boom! Nailed it. 2003, 2006 with Chicago. Okay, so I've know too much about this this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other one I'll tell you was uh, Supporter Shield with Chicago. I want to guess which year that was. When did they win Supporter Shield? I mean, that was. It's been a while since they've run the table and were a big threat. Um, so it probably would put it back earlier in his in his time there. So it might have been two thousand two. You have a guess, or no? I'm I'm just going to defer. 2003 was a very good year for Jim Curtin and Chicago Fire. Oh. They, they got Supporter Shield and uh, Open Cup that year. Oh, so it was 2003? 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, what? how many times has Jim Kurt, Curtin won Coach of the Year? And what year did he win? Oh, the- go on with you. I think he's done it twice. Once last year and once in 2020. Yeah, I agree, actually. <laughs> yep, nailed it. 20, 2020 and twenty twenty two. Yeah, I knew uh, he won it last year, and I was pretty confident he was he won it the year they won the supporter shield. Um, and I think he's one of only a handful of coaches to have won it multiple times. Like literally, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like five coaches who have won it multiple times. I'm guessing Siggy Schmidt probably. Yeah, right. I think he's... I think Schmidt Schmidt won it like three or four times. Yeah, I'd I'd wager Droopy Dog too. Cup of coffee. Or... He won it the most. I think Schmidt is the only one to have, I believe, the only one to have won it with two or three different teams. Yeah. I, I mean, so I'm going to guess, right? Columbus, Seattle, and San, uh, or LA? LA, I think. I think LA. All right. My final Jim Curtin question How tall is Jim Curtin? Oh, geez. Go ahead, Christy. You take I'm going to go, I don't know, because he's thin, so it makes him look that much taller. But I'm gonna go six. Oh, six two. No, I mean it's got to be at least six six. No, those thin ones though. Optical yeah, that, illusions. He could have argued been 
I think if he had if he had the weight and the skill, he could probably have played basketball for mm. for Villanova. He's that tall, but I'm saying six six. I'm being conservative. Well, if you take the average of your two, you would get the correct answer. Six four. Really? Okay. It says six All four. Right. Six four. Uh, six four. Starting defender. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's quick switch over, and we can stop this at any point. Sure. I do have one question. I do have one. I'm going to end on. Um, All right. You want to do that one? Or do you uh, want to... So do I have any good ones here I want to kind of talk about? I mean, I kind of looking at some players, such as kind of looking at various accolades and awards they've gotten. So you like, want to um, throw in one or two of these each episode for the next couple episodes? Okay, we can do that. All right, so we'll, we'll stop at Jim Curtin. I will throw out the one final question. Yeah, go ahead. Which union player, uh, not to the year, but to the day, shares the same birthday as Christy? I actually know this. Oh, do you know? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I know, at least I know there's one. There may be more. Current union player or just current union? Oh, current union, current union, current player, union player that shares the same birthday. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I don't know this. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. I mean, this is, a, this this is a guess. I know, when, I know when Christie's birthday is. I don't <laughs> know when the union player's birthday is, other than I know that I, just because I looked it up tonight, um, Wagner's is in February, so I know it's not him. Um, let me just take a quick look at the roster here and say, I think it was, it's, it's kind of a funny answer too, in a sense of like, so now since you're just blindly uh, blindly guessing, like who would it be? And it's not Glesnes. That wasn't a slip. Um, so I think, <laughs> I think Glesnes, I looked him up. I think he might be like one day off from my birthday, Okay, but uh, I can't remember that correctly, but um, yes. uh, but it's more of a, uh, like who would be like, if you had a shared birthday, Jack with Elliott. Ooh, that's a good guess. Uh, as an Anglophile that Christy yeah. is, I would yes. say Jack Ang- Jack Ang- Elliot. All right. so, and, and also a, a little nod to our our our, uh, our English audience as well. So, right. well, who yeah. seems like a Leo? Um, well, that's a good question too. Who looks like a Leo on that team? Oh, well, if anybody does, that's a team full of Leos. I have zero idea on this because I I actually I think I misremembered that fact, and also it's a former player. But anyway, um, I'm gonna <laughs> just for funsies, I'll go Martinez. It's Martinez. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he has big Leo energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys yep. are. Uh... Yeah. All right. Oh my god. Oh, that is. That's a remarkable. <laughs> that's set. funny. That is really for funny. anybody who even listens yeah. to this remotely. I do not give off the same. Yeah. Vibe. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. Um... <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah. Come it from, depends on the day. Come from the same cloth, just the opposite corners. There you go. Um, all right, I'll save the. I'll I'll try not to lose a piece of paper. Yeah, um, there you go. And I'll save my research for. Uh, for Grab uh, one next. or two. Um, I do have just an interesting thing um, that just uh, found. I just found online. Although I think it's been up for a little while. There are um, special tops that the um, tops mind you uh t-shirts um that the union is wearing as their uh, oh the warm-up warm-up shirts yeah Mm -hmm. um for orlando and i I presume for the game this weekend as well um it's sort of um two purposes uh in honor of juneteenth and then also unity night uh this saturday at home they did this wild thing where they um took fabrics from um each country um represented on the team and presumably on the staff as as well mm-hmm. as much as you know um and uh made the stars around the logo 
um, indicative of those cloths. Oh, that's types cool. Of cloth. So they actually have, like diagram the whole thing out on on their social media and presumably on the website as well. Of course, for the U.S., it's denim, just like the '94 World Cup here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So um, we can uh, re share this post because it's it's just interesting to see what they did. Um, it's pretty thoughtful, um, pretty thoughtful post. So. Uh, I think that's very cool that they did that. So it is. Yeah, it cool. is nice that they yeah they would uh, make that sort of recognition and and share that like that. That's credit to them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty awesome. I don't know. It just it feels like either soccer teams just do a better job of doing it. Of, you know, they're a little more flexible with what they'll do is with their with their gear that the team yeah. wears and stuff like that. And um, I think that that's really awesome try to make those sorts of connections to the players, to the team, to the fans. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. So the Union have two games coming up this week. Uh, match day 20 is tomorrow. Game day 20 is tomorrow. Uh, Union are traveling down to Orlando. Uh, and then uh, later this weekend, uh, they are welcoming Miami here to Philly. Um, the messy less. The messy uh, Miami. less. Miami. Inter Miami. Um, yes, tomorrow night, Orlando. Orlando is in seventh. Uh, Union are currently still sitting in third, last I checked. Yep. I don't think anything has changed. No. Um, I guess Orlando is on a pretty good run right now. Last there. Well, I guess technically, no, the Union are in fourth at the moment. Oh, uh, dropped on fourth. New, Eng- okay. New England did, did win. They yeah, go okay. up to 33 points. Right. So the Union are currently 10 points behind Cincinnati. Yeah. So, so yeah, Orlando. I think they're going to be one of the. I mean, they're definitely a decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some players and and playing in Miami in June on the longest day of the year. Uh, you know, midsummer. <laughs> oh boy, that, that that could be tough. It could yeah. be, especially playing without Blake and and the starters that are out for um, international duty. They're going to be you know, pushing to find ways to score. Uh, I, I think, you know, Harry will get a start. Wagner will start. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jim find some way to get that 3-5-2 out there. Yeah. Um, even if Lowe's not in, I would expect to see Glasnus, Harry and, and Elliot in that back line. Mm-hmm. Um, try to lock it down. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he starts McGlynn. At the at the the deep deeper lying midfield position and put Torres up top or or how he'll stretch you know try to find some offensive spark for the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see Flynn getting in there starting. I mean, I I do think the Union are going to be playing to win. This should be a game that they they should feel like they can yeah, go yeah. into Orlando and win this. I mean, yep. what's Orlando's uh, home record right now? Look it up. Uh, I know they're on a pretty good win or a pretty good streak right now. Uh, they, have- they actually have a better away record than they have a home record. They're they're at five hundred at home, three three and three. They're four two and two away. All right, let's uh, see if we can Im- improve that record for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the they are, the they are beatable at home. It will be interesting to yeah. see. You know who shows up. It's a midweek game. You know, I don't know what the temperature is going to be like in Orlando, but it could be pretty uncomfortable. So I don't know how how their fans will turn out. Yeah, I think it's hot and humid. So do we just take some wags at the uh, the score? Yeah, let's just do it. Um, I'm going to go two two. 
Two two. Yeah, I think that they're they're just not they're they're gonna find some spark on the offense, but I don't know that it's gonna be enough to 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 round to beat them out. Yeah, I like that two two score. It's a good one. Um yeah, right? Because it's kind of I know it'll be interesting to see, right? How uh Orlando's lineup is affected also by the break, right? Um mm-hmm. who they're all losing and stuff like that. Cause you kind of think like, you know. Whenever there's a bit of a of a shift in the lineup, people moving out, you know, non-starter starting, you know, it's it's always a little bit of an adjustment, right? And it's an opportunity for the other team to score. However, we could also make the same statement against Orlando, right? Um, I'm sure they get their own uh, personnel management issues. They're, they 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 got to uh, focus on on their end, um, which then always seems to to lend itself to more goals being scored. I'm going to say three two Union. Okay. I think it's gonna just the game's just gonna just get a little it's gonna open up and uh yeah. Christy, we're... I'm going my two one. Two one. Two one. Two one till we get it. Yeah. Two one do we die. All right. And then we have uh uh the game on Saturday. The messy yeah. last Miami coming to town. Last Miami place currently in the basement. Of the East, and I think no, they're they're ahead of Colorado and Galaxy as far as points, but that's the only teams they're beating at the moment in points. Col- uh, Miami coming in, they've got a they've got one win and seven losses away on the season. I mean, I guess it'll be interesting psychologically if there's any sort of boost from the whole messy thing. Um, I mean, heck, how do you even quantify it if there is? Well, they still haven't settled on it. I mean, all the yeah. all the rumors are it's happening, but nobody's actually just said yes. This is actually happening yeah. right now. They're just riding the the big media buzz about it. Yeah. Well, one yeah. good thing about having a game midday, midweek, and then this one on Saturday is I'm confident that the union's rust from a week off will be will be fully polished by that point. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a comfortable three nothing win for the union. Ooh, they're just gonna run the run those run those numbers up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Aura and Karans are gonna go totally crazy just because they're not gonna have Gaj Dog behind them. Um, but I do think that they're gonna end up mm-hmm. proving mm-hmm. comfortably winning this game um, over over a relatively hapless Miami game team until. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I mean Miami's got some power. I mean, they got what was his name, um, Joseph. Uh, Martinez and right. and and you know there's some other Campana uh, I think he's with Miami I forget but they they do have some players there besides you know the incoming superstar yeah. but um, yeah I think I think that the the Union are going to enjoy getting one you know getting a win before any big transfers happen. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm going to say a win just because. Heck, if the Union would just win when we say they would win, the season would be a foregone conclusion. Uh, but I'm just going to say, <laughs> um, I'm going to go 2-0. Okay. 2-0, I mean. What, was, what did we do against them before, earlier this season? Ooh, Does anybody remember? I feel like, did we? Stand by, please. Uh, like, did we play them before? Yep. Yeah, we we uh, we went down there. Games, it's yeah. like. You think the fact that we have a podcast, we talk about this, we would remember. That we things. would remember. Stand by. Hold on. The Miami won two nothing. Oh, that was right. the 
second week of the season. Second game of the season. There was weird about that game, though. Somebody was out or something was up. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go 2 nothing. And by that, I mean 2-0 because we're talking about soccer, and I don't know why I said nothing. I forgot my sport for a second there. All right. Uh, uh, two nothing, two nil us. Sorry, <laughs> you guys always want me to qualify that, and I always forget. Oh, that was the one with Rodolfo Pizarro scoring from outside the box when Flock, you know, was just a couple steps late pressuring, and it took a weird bounce and beat um, Blake for the one goal. And then I forget what the second goal was that they gave up. Or no, 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 no. Um, was oh shit, Bizarro made a quick pass to his. Oh, Gene, Corinton Gene. Remember that G E J E A N. That was oh, the yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, I don't know. Anything else? I think that's it. Is it good with the order? Mm-mm. Yeah. For for an episode we didn't expect to have much to talk about, we sure did fill out fill out the time. Yeah, we really did. All right. Um, well, if you want to get a hold of us, um, you can check out our website. It's uh, amorephillyunion.com. You can drop us a, a line or a message at our email, which is pod at amorephillyunion.com. You can find us on Twitter at amorephillyu. On Instagram and YouTube, we are amorephillyunion. Uh, we are in the podcast universe. So wherever you get your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, yeah, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. And uh, remember, so- the faster we get to a thousand downloads, the more money we'll contribute to the union's foundation. So that's right. Get so the word out. Spread the word. Uh, help us help the you. So yeah, subscribe, like, comment, spread the word. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of A More Philly Union. We are your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm C. And I'm Paul. Start over with your dad. I can't make it stop. I'm sorry. Sorry. I was trying to find that person. Yeah, that's fine. I failed. Yeah, thank you. Do you want three, two, one it again? Three, two, one. Three, two, one.